1: Hi,
2: welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnansky, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome.
3: Thank you for having me, Joe.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome. I got to say something and I I I mean, we have a wonderful guest on today, but I've got to say something. What's up? I feel like the podcast there was a before Dave Roberts and an after Dave Roberts. I feel yep. like I feel like we crossed some sort of weird like Rubicon when we had Dave Roberts on and it was like kind of legitimately awesome even with even us it was still kind of legitimately awesome
3: it, it was a real uh it was a real like sliding doors moment for us i think because <laughs> for a couple of reasons one is it was like oh uh we've been doing this all wrong for uh for the last 15 years we right. should have we should have been doing this a completely different way but also um i was like anytime you have a person on as a guest who who is like a, he's he like works he's a he's a manager he where i don't know if you know this he manages a baseball team oh he does and, yeah and so i my instinct is to say like we have to be a little more professional in the right. way we go about this right. we have to be a, let's ask some like questions about the team and the nl west or whatever and then instead for whatever reason we were just like <laughs> i think moogie bets is a good hugger do you agree and he instantly was like not a good hugger surprisingly bad hugger and we were off and running yeah and what i what it made me realize is like No one who is a guest on a podcast that's ostensibly about baseball, who works in baseball, wants to talk about baseball. They talk about baseball all the time. They they wanted they want to do the stupid crap that we do. Yes, when we do this podcast, they want to like goof around and and it was it completely changed the way that I think <laughs> about how we should talk to the people who come on the show.
2: Yes, although I mean it's not like we've we've ever been professional before. I mean I don't think uh, nothing changed about the way we do this. It's yeah. just we have such a good guest on. Yeah, He was so good that like he lifted this thing up until like yeah no he
3: he he's certainly elevated the proceedings like eight levels but i all i mean to say here is that i am no longer ever going to think (laughs) oh we need to make this in quotes good and good by by or or informative (laughs) or interesting because i think that the that when we have someone come on who uh who is an industry professional in whatever industry we're talking about they don't want to have a sober conversation like, about the park factors in the NL West. <laughs> they want to talk about who's a good hugger.
2: Well, and if, if they're coming on our stupid podcast,
3: then you know yeah. that they don't want to. That should have been the, that should have <laughs> been the dead giveaway right from the beginning. And he was like, hey, I'm excited to be here. And it's like, like what seriously? are you talking
2: like? He he <laughs> wanted to come. We didn't even call him. They <laughs> called us.
3: That was an incoming call. <laughs> Uh, But we also, we have a second, we have another industry professional here Uh, today. A
2: great, not a manager though. Not, not a manager. No,
3: but uh, but now a, a regular, uh, broadcaster. Yes. for For the Portland Trailblazers. Very exciting.
2: Yes. Broadcaster, writer, just great guy all around. Tom Haberstroh with us. Tom, welcome. Hey, thanks. I thought you, when you were saying Mike, uh,
4: sliding doors, with reference to dave roberts you're going to talk about the slide like the slide oh that that's
2: all, about. That's oh, all we, we talked,
3: we talked <laughs> about the slide i don't know if you've listened to the to the episode but we talked about the slide for a good 18 20 minutes yeah, yeah.
2: uh yeah we, that was mostly just,
3: what i wanted let, to talk let,
1: about
2: let's just say <laughs> tom let's just say that in a, an hour 15 minute podcast or whatever it was like we waited till like the last three minutes to mention Shohei Otani. That's that's the kind of podcast it was. We literally didn't even, and we almost didn't mention him at all. He ca- it came up in our
3: defense. It came up. Shohei Otani is joining the Dodgers and Yamamoto joining the Dodgers did come up <laughs> over the course of the very,
2: these- very <laughs> briefly. Yeah, very, very briefly. It came up. So anyway, you are following uh, a great guest and and you're a great guest, Tom. This is going to be so much fun. So uh, let's let's sort of go over what we're doing. Tom did this with us last year. We were so grateful mm-hmm. Um we are doing our. We are smack dab in the middle of our sports. What is what is the official name there, Mike? Of of our. Oh,
3: uh, hang on a second. Of oh, our thing. On. Yeah. Official
2: podcast. Yep. Yep. Yes.
3: Oh yeah. It's called it's called Joe and Mike's annual off season sports card opening podcast marathon extravaganza, benefiting an ALS charity as chosen by a friend of ours whose family has been affected by ALS. Twenty twenty four.
2: Yes, that's right. So I mean. Rolls off the tongue, as 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 we knew it would. Um, Wait, do we have an abbreviation for that, or is that just... No, that is the abbreviation. Was, <laughs> it actually is a much longer shorter title. Version. Yeah, that's the shorter version. So uh, it's amazing. And um, so what we're doing is, uh, and I think most people already know, we don't need to give too much away of this, but we are opening sports cards um, in, in a, well, we're doing it because we're geeks who love opening sports cards, but we're also doing it to raise money for ALS. We are this year raising money for project main street, uh, which is a, uh, an incredible, wonderful, um, ALS, uh, charity that goes directly, uh, financial help directly, uh, to the patients and care to the patients. So it's very, very cool. They also are teamed up by the way, with team Gleason, who has reached out and, uh, uh, I think they might be next year's. I mean, they're they're partners anyway, so it they'll it Team Gleason will also benefit from this. Uh, but th- that's an awesome ALS and that might be next year's. So we are raising money for them. So what we're asking people to do is to go to Project Main Street, uh, it's project uh, and and donate. We're asking for twenty five dollars. If you can donate more, awesome. A lot of you have. If you can, if you can't, you know, if if it's a buck, that anything you can do, please uh, donate to Project Main Street. Um, last, we have not gotten a recent total, but I know as of uh, at a one point we've already raised more than twenty five thousand dollars for for Project Main Street, which is just, amazing, just amazing. Awesome. Yeah, just awesome. Yes. Uh, and we're keeping going. And then what you do is you 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 donate to Project Main Street. Then you do, you send us the receipt over at uh, poscastraffle at gmail.com. That's poscast, P-O-S-C-A-S-T, raffle at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, and we'll enter you in like the craziest raffle that we, we did this last year. It's going to be wilder this year because we are. Yeah. what we're doing is we're giving away cards that we are opening here. You can choose the card and we've already gotten some pretty, valuable ones. We're going to get some more today. I I feel, um, yeah. really cool cards and not just value from a financial standpoint. If that's, if you're into that great value from a, from a sentimental standpoint is, is, is we got so much cool stuff, but here's the thing. And that's what makes this year's different. We're going to throw a bunch of stuff at you. We're just going to give yeah. like, we're going to like, we keep like sort of telling you what we're going to add, but honestly, you're just going to get a huge box of filled with like what you want. You're going to get the card you want, but then you're just going to get a bunch of other stuff. I'm going to get so signed, many donations, yeah.
3: sign copies of books and maybe a stratomatic baseball set. And so Jason Kander recently said that he would sign a hat of his adult <laughs> right. uh, men's fast pitch, uh wood bat baseball what, league, right? which is worth. I think it actually lowers the value. That's of the right. It was. It was. It it it's a seven
2: dollar hat that is worth three fifty when once he signed <laughs> it. Um, but also un uh,
3: unopened packs of old cards. A bunch of them because we in. we
2: just got. So so I should say, uh, Chris, uh, a delightful listener, just sent me this huge box. I'm going to open one of the things he sent today because it's really cool. But it's right. filled with unopened packs, rack packs, uh, the complete. Um, Walter, I mean, not Walter, uh, the complete puzzle from the 89 Don Donruss. Oh, complete fantastic. <laughs> puzzle. Um, so just tons and tons of stuff. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send Mike an enormous box of stuff that I open and then mm-hmm. Mike, and let me just tell you, Mike, he's going to want to clean out his house. He's just throwing, yeah. I mean, you, you're going to probably get like, you know, old scripts. Who knows what he's going to throw into his thing. It's just like, it's going friend- to
3: be. Our friend Tim Banaszek uh, also sent. A, I got a signed photo of John Lester on the Red Sox. I got an old, uh, t- like uh, Tim Raines, some weird Tim Raines thing. Like basically, what will happen is if you win the raffle, we will contact you, and you'll just tell us like this is the card I want. But we'll use the card you want to create a like a whole package of yeah. stuff. you're gonna get a huge. It's yeah. gonna be a
2: huge package, and yeah. and, and more yeah. people are donating. Uh, hopefully, next week we're gonna have Boog. Chambion here. He's promised to donate some stuff. I know Tom is going to come up with some things because that's just what Tom does. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say you want in. All right. And and the final thing I'd say before let's open up some cards is last week we put a special code that if you threw the code in uh, your uh, subject line or somewhere in your email, you, you're going to get a special raffle just for you. Uh, and I think like well, for, any, for anyone, for
3: anyone that the people who enter that code, everybody who enters a, that a code, right? Rubber. I think we have yeah. something
2: like 200 people last year, last week. We're going to throw code in again this week. We're yeah. going to do another special raffle uh, and we're probably going to have Tom help us come up with the code. And here's the thing about the code. Don't don't try to beat the system. We're not telling you the code at the end. It's the code. We'll just we'll drop the code at some point, random point in the middle of this thing. And we're only going to say it once. Uh, Obviously that didn't stop all of you from doing that last time, but it's going to be great. There's going to be so much fun stuff in these, in these things. So please uh, donate to project main street, send us an email at podcast, raffle at gmail.com. It's going to be awesome. And now we're going to open some cards. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. So I think I've got Mike is going to focus on basketball. That is obviously Tom's main thing. Tom, first of all, by the way, Fill this in. I mean, you are you are doing the coolest stuff from your home in yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. You are Mr. Portland Trailblazer from Charlotte.
4: Yeah, it's very bizarre. I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, really. I'm we're at game 50. Tonight, uh the Blazers are playing Nikola Jokic in Denver, and I'm in Charlotte. So <laughs> think about the matrix there of just like I'm in Charlotte covering a game in Denver at altitude uh, of the Blazers <laughs> and the guy's Serbian. Um, and I'm going to be talking about him from here in Charlotte. It doesn't really make much sense. It I makes all have the a sense stat. of the world. Yeah. I do have a stat that will blow your mind. Let's um, hear it. I will oh. give to the listeners here even before it runs on air. How about that? You wow. Great. Wow. This is awesome. Top secret. Okay. So do you guys know what a Z Z bound is? A Z bound. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've seen you write about this recently. It's exciting. It's an exciting stat.
4: Z-Bounds are named after Z-Bo, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph is this guy who couldn't jump over a crayon, okay? (laughs) But what he could do was rebound his own miss and put it back. Right. And they were called Z-Bounds because in 2006-07, he was, for the Blazers, the best in the NBA at recovering his own miss and then putting it right back up. Sure. And they they called him Z-Bounds, okay? Awesome. Today the the NBA leader for Z-bounds is not a blazer but a nugget Nikola Jokic wow. is the NBA's best Z-bounder of course he is around and oh. he's beating the next guy by like 50% more than the, like the next guy all right. in
2: Z-Bounds. yeah. can i throw a theory at you I, I i don't know this at all to be true but here's here's what i would say about Nikola Jokic who i absolutely love so much i can't even st- Stand how much I love Nikola Jokic. I think at one point during the offseason, somebody said, hey, have you heard about the Z-Bounds thing? And he's like, yeah, no, what, tell me what that is. And then he was like, it's when you recover your own rebound. Uh, he's like, okay, well, I'll just lead the league in that. <laughs> I think I'll just... See, I-, I, have a
3: di- I have a different theory. I have a different theory. If Tom went up to him and said, hey, there's this thing called Z-Bounds and you lead the league in it, he would go like, I don't care. Leave me alone. Just like, just, he's just he's a, he's a just such a like workman... Such a technician that it's like, I just do the thing I'm supposed to do and then I go home and I sadly look at pictures of my horses back in serbia like he does not care about stats he doesn't care about any of this stuff that's true he, bar- he barely likes playing basketball and yet he's better than everyone else who's ever played basketball that's what makes him so fascinating to me it's like the stat him. that tom tweeted was it was like he had 133 and the next highest person had like whatever 68 or 69 or something <laughs> and it's like and if you told him that he would be like well, sh- shut up just no, get in my yeah. face i oh, don't you guys, care you about guys, this you
2: guys count stuff like you guys count yeah, why are you counting this? You this this is
3: counting? stupid.
2: <laughs> well, well, Every day I go to- Do you like, do you I like the to... nickname? Do you like the
4: nickname? I, I think, Mike, you, you might have seen it. So they're called Z-Bounds, but me, because I'm always trying to one-up the, the, the cool nickname of things that are happening sure. and branding things. I wanted to know what you guys thought of- He's from Serbia, okay? So he's from Sombor, sure. Serbia, and I called them Sombords.
1: Oh, Sombords, ooh. Ooh. So
4: Z-Bounds for rebound, but I was like, ooh, what could be, you know, Serbian or some sort of Jokic joker. I was trying to come up with some sort of seven-foot plumber, (laughs) something like that (laughs) that would be funny for him. And I came up, I landed on Sombords. Sombords is really good. Someone goes, why do you need to do better than Z-Bounds? Z-Bounds is amazing. Z-Bounds is pretty great. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know.
2: Here's. Here's what I would throw though. Here, let me let me pull out a little historical basketball. Wasn't the original Z Bounder Moses Malone? Wasn't Moses yes. Malone the ultimate like original Z Bounder? I made the mistake, and
4: this is what happens in stats. You say the best ever at something, and really, it's just the best since we started, you know, <laughs> Counting, quantifying right. it, right. tallying it. And I'm sure if you go back and watch the film, Moses Malone averaged like
2: 47 of these a game. <laughs> That's what, it sure seemed like. I don't think Moses Malone made a single shot that he didn't miss first. I, I think <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that's why you get 20 rebounds a game and like score off of each one of them.
3: Well, it counts a Z-bound also counts it with just a tip in, right? Because that's a rebound and a putback Off of your own shot, yeah. though. Yeah. What what yeah. is what is so funny about watching Jokic play is that he'll he'll get the ball down low and he'll he'll throw up a little six-foot hook shot or something, and he'll miss and he'll be surrounded by Three guys who can jump out of the gym, you know, the, like the the Miles Turners or right. the or the whatever the the guys who are like six ten and have like a forty eight inch vertical. And he'll there will be three of them around him, and somehow you just see him like just eke his way up and just tip the ball. And when the <laughs> other three of them have mistimed it or something, he I there is he's like a wizard. He's not a human being. He's no, some kind of he's, wizard. He is a wizard. He, he has mastered the dark arts. He also doesn't care about basketball at all. <laughs> he kind of hates it. He wishes he weren't there. And and it's so wild to watch a person like that dominate the league so completely. Cause talk about can't jump over a crayon. I mean, what's right. his, What's his? I think my vertical leap is as high as Nikola Jokic's vertical yeah. leap. I'd have and never yet, seen him try to jump.
2: Like he, no, doesn't, he doesn't jump. Like, that's no, not, his, he that's really not doesn't. his thing. No. One
4: time uh, I was amazing. I was at a Charlotte game here covering the Nuggets game. And he was warming up and he was doing all these hook shots and tap ins and like practicing and warming up. And then once he was done, he gets the ball and he like gets a running start and tries to dunk it and he (laughs) couldn't dunk it.
3: Can't get it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Couldn't do it. And I'm sitting here being like, this is the best basketball player on the planet. On the planet. The
2: best <laughs> like, basketball player on the planet. A running
4: start, Joe. <laughs> like, all right. Like as, as easy as it gets to just go up with one hand and dunk it. He couldn't do it. And I'm just sitting there being like, oh, it is this is this satire? Like, is he is he doing like an Andy Kaufman bit of just like I'm going to be the best, funniest thing you've ever seen, but I can't, I can't dunk. It's all an act. It's a bit.
3: The two best basketball players probably of our lifetime, Steph Curry and Nicole Jokic, neither one of them can dunk. That's really, <laughs> that's really amazing. And one of them is like, whatever, six, four, how tall is Curry? Six, three? He's six, six three. Two? Yeah. 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 So a six, three, uh, the greatest shooter of all time without question, bar none, no argument at all. And the greatest center to ever play, who's seven feet tall, neither one of them can dunk a basketball.
4: <laughs> he's so he's so he, he did this so that the Blazers played uh, on Friday night against the the uh, Nuggets, and they do this new baseball stand. Uh, they do these baseball series now, where to cut down on travel, NBA in the NBA schedule, they'll do like two back games backs, in Denver, yeah. right, back to right, back, right, right. right. So they played Friday night in Denver, Friday uh, Sunday night in Denver. And so I got a chance to watch him against the the Blazers on Friday night and taking notes on what he's doing to, you know, cover it. I'm the analytics insider uh, for the Blazers on their broadcast. So I have to like actually like keep track of what's happening on the Friday night and then be able to be like, oh, this happened in Friday. Watch out for this on Sunday. (laughs) And the thing I'm watching is Jokic is either so lazy that he doesn't want to grab the ball with two hands or he's a savant and realizes I can't get that rebound or I can't get that pass with two hands, so I'm just gonna tap it and and pass it to my other teammate just yeah. by a touch
2: pass. By the way, it's the second. It's the savant thing. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's, it, the, it, 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 yeah. it's not. It's not lazy. It's basically like, I this is. This is the, the most proper... efficient way to get the this ball. This is the to most the efficient corner. way to do
4: this. Exactly. Exactly. He, he, he's like Dennis, remember Dennis Ramo just like kind of tap the ball to himself. So oh, he yeah. couldn't get the rebound, but he would tap it in a way that he could go get it. Yeah. Jokic just does it where he's like, I, I'm just going to tap it to my teammate in the corner. <laughs> and everyone's like, how did you do that? And you remember this guy just spent his whole childhood playing water polo.
2: Right. Right. And
4: So he's just got this amazing gift of playing one-handed basketball. And I'm now thinking that, like, maybe the secret is to scout guys playing water polo
2: in
3: Serbia.
4: Maybe
2: you want to be an NBA star. That's what you do is you play water polo your entire childhood,
3: right? Well, it's like Australian punters or something, right? Like, there's, like, a skill. There's a skill that is learned in another sport that actually translates to an American sport. Like that is absolutely the new exploitable inefficiency There must in be the something. Let's find, find water polo players in Eastern <laughs> well, there Europe.
2: There must be something about swimming them. in general, because like th- Tim Duncan was a swimmer, right? Like that's all Tim Duncan did growing up was, was swim. Like he was, we wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. Something about being in the water and balance. I'm, I'm telling you that's, well, you know, we're, we, at some point we're going to try to get uh, Daryl Maury on here and, yeah. uh, and Daryl, we're going to tell him, we figured it out because like Katie Ledecky, let's get her in. Katie the, Ledecky, yeah. exactly. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. Katie right.
3: Ledecky would dominate the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, let's open some cards. How about we let's open some it. cards? All right, so I'm going to start with uh my end. Uh, I'm going to start with the 2023 Prism Draft Picks cards, which uh, were recommended to me by the, this guy at this uh, card place. And basically, all I know is I, I just want to get a, a Wimbenyama card. That's really all yeah. I'm really trying for mm. in this thing. But do you think they can like get him in focus on a card? Like, do you think there's a his one's... card? His card should be bigger. His card should be like taller. Like, there should be a taller card just for Eric Wimbenyama. So this this is this is twenty two thousand. These are these are the new draft pick cards. So these the so I'm Mike is going to go old school, and yeah. I'm going to go new. And uh, I have
4: a stack of NBA old NBA cards that we did last time. Oh that yeah, are well,
1: just right. sitting here let's, by let's my Let's bring desk them back so here. So yeah, there. all right. And so by so the I'm... way,
3: if you if you do get a Wembenyama and someone who wins the lottery wants Wembenyama, I'm gonna already say right now, I opened some NBA hoops cards uh, just on my own, and I got two Victor Wembanyama cards. Oh right
2: look at this! So, so you're talking a Victor Wembanyama set is basically Victor Wembanyama
3: talking... prize package. Yeah, prize so package. There's, awesome. There's already two Wembanyamas ready to go.
2: Tamar de Rosen prize package. Would Mm -hmm. we would that would that do anything for anybody? Author of the best
3: author of the best quote of this year for me, which was when they were like, Do you think you need to change the way that you shoot because of the three-pointer? And he said, I'm not changing anything. There's only he was like, there's only 35 guys in the history of the league who have scored more points than me. I'm not changing anything. <laughs> yeah. And it and it was it was so amazing because he knew exactly where he was on the all-time list of, of points scored. I really respected that. I love that. All
2: right. So a little Jordan Hawkins. Why? Oh, Yukon
3: yeah. great. Yeah, UConn, UConn Husky, great. Baby. A little
2: Yukon. Yeah. He's got him. We got a picture of him in Yukon. But here I, I, like I love that guy. I love this card. I love a Dwayne Wade uh, there at Marquette. We got a little I went to the Final 4 Ooh. in uh, 2003 uh, yeah. in New Orleans where he was
4: at there with uh, Tom Crean and That's Travis right. Diener. I remember walking down Bourbon Street as an 18-year-old um and it was there's a lot of craziness on Bourbon Street usually but when it's the Final 4 you get to see Travis Diener in an Allen Iverson authentic jersey walking down Bourbon Street and just <laughs> thinking he is the coolest man on and planet earth. Because he
2: is. These are yeah. very small packs, but I do also have a, a green Damon uh, Damon Lillier, Lillard uh, Ooh, Damian is Lillard that numbered on the back. It is uh, is that a Weber state or is that a? Baze it is a or... Weber state. That is that's yeah. what I was going to say. It's a, that's the cool thing. It's a Weber state. It doesn't look numbered, but it is uh, it is green. So
3: Last night, Giannis had 48 and Lillard had 30, and the whole team had like 129 or something. They scored like <laughs> 78 of that that's, team's 129 points. They
2: are – I mean, that team. What do you think of that team there,
3: pal? Yeah, how about Doc
4: Rivers coaching the All-Star game when he's uh, he's coached three games he's with, the, three uh, games. with the Just
3: won his first game the other night.
4: And he goes, uh, can I just go – on vacation i'm gonna write adam silver a letter like i don't i i just got this job and now i have to go to indianapolis for a weekend and coach some play i don't deserve this and slash (laughs) i want to be in cabo exactly you guys i got a question the uh the blazers just had that homecoming game with damian lillard last week right and they won which was an amazing game um what is what is the funniest or the saddest or the greatest homecoming game in any sport um, where Damon Lillard came back to Portland and it was it was a really cool moment for the Portland crowd, standing ovation. Because um, the card I have here is Alex English. Oh, and I just yeah. realized Alex English had one year with the Dallas Mavericks, yes. but he had a whole career in Denver um, and actually scored more points for Denver um, than Damon Lillard did for Portland, which blew my mind. Yeah, Alex English was a scorer. Like as a homecoming, that that, that's pretty incredible uh, that Alex English um, had more points than Damian Lillard at the time when Damian Lillard went and went and played Portland. And I'm trying to think of like, is Hakeem Olajuwon playing for the Raptors going back to Houston? Just like the weirdest homecoming. What would be the weirdest? That is that's that's, end of
2: end of career. That's a good question. End of career. Well, Dwayne
3: Wade, um, when he went to Chicago, came back to Miami. That was weird. That was weird. weird. Yeah. You know what,
2: you know what my favorite one area? is?
3: Patrick think, Ewing is a good one.
2: I really, really enjoyed when uh, um, Brett Favre went back to Green Bay and they just booed him. Like, they just oh. were like, just like, <laughs> just no, just no, no warmth whatsoever for for, for that. Okay, um,
3: Mike, you ready? All right, here we go. So I am opening very exciting packs of cards here. This is the 2009-10 Upper Deck set. Oh, and the reason it's exciting as Tom, no doubt already knows there could be Steph Curry rookies in
2: here. Oh my gosh. Let's, this is a a Steph Curry rookie. This this is what we're going for. I'm going to enter this. If Steph Curry, you pick a Steph Curry.
3: I I am too. Yeah. I'm going to enter
2: and (laughs) fix the raffle so that I could also
4: get Johnny Flynn, but just for the record.
2: (laughs) Well, but that would be what a bonus that would be to get also a Johnny Flynn. All right, right, Mike, what do you got?
3: Uh, the first card out of the pack Steph Curry, is Michael Michael Jordan.
1: Oh, look at oh. that. <laughs>
3: it's a Michael Jordan card. Some kind of retro throwback card. Retro throwback Michael Look at that. Look at that image of him. Look at look at that. Yeah. Look at that arm. Mal- look is at his no face. tongue there. No tongue. No, no, there. No, no
2: tongue, but I mean he's so much higher than everybody else. It's just yeah. it's what a look he that was a force. Jersey.
3: Uh all right. Ronnie Brewer. Oh That's great. Ronnie yeah, Brewer. Yep. Yeah,
2: total great.
3: Yeah. Chris Kamen on the Clippers. The, <laughs> Chris Kamen. There's a, like the, every team throughout history has had a Chris Kamen on okay. it, right? It's like it's like the uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> uh who was who was it on the the heat last year? Who was the who got crazily got uh, oh Co- Cody Zeller? Yeah Cody Zeller, there's, oh, Cody there's Zeller, always, yeah. always one Chris Kamen. By <laughs>
4: the way, how does that but right. I was going to say that my favorite Bill Waltonism is when uh, I was watching league pass and I was like, you know, a kid and it was a Clippers game and uh, he goes like Sean Rooks is playing and he just goes, where would the Clippers franchise be without Sean Rooks? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I My brothers and I looked at each other like, what is he talking
1: what about? What is he talking they were about? And where better?
2: I don't know. And where are they now? Actually?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly
3: where they are. The answer is exactly where they currently are.
2: By the way, that Chris Cayman card, which I would imagine you, you might want to pull that out because somebody's definitely going to want that. How yeah. does that? How does that play end right there? Like he's coming in, got the ball in his left hand. Looks like he maybe is going for, I don't know, a little hook or maybe a dunk. Going or, for a. He's a going dunk. for a left-handed he, layup. Left handed yep. the Does that play score at the end of the day? No, no, no No. chance. I mean, you can
3: see the bottom of the net in the shot. (laughs) So like he's, he's a foot below the rim, but there's no way he's making that shot. Uh, Samuel D'Alembert. Oh yeah. Mm. On the Sixers. It's a a horizontal card. Look at that. It's a cool shot. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge
2: wingspan. That's a cool Uh, card.
3: Deshaun Stevenson.
2: Oh, the great Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The, the shock
2: greatest non right rival. He? Yeah, he well, came right out of high school, didn't he? Well, sort he right of. of high school. Sort of. Didn't he sign with Kansas first, and then there was some sort of issue with that, and then there was. It was like he he was one of those guys that I think there was something going on with his basically high school. It, it didn't work out. I'm it says curious. tab
3: tabbed with the twenty third pick in the two thousand NBA draft. Stevenson became the youngest player to ever start a game for the Jazz when he was 19 years old during the 2000, 2001 yeah.
2: season. I think, I think he signed originally with, with, uh, back when Roy Williams was at Kansas, I believe. And then it like, there was some, there was, there was a controversy and I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he's
4: 42 years old. I would have said he's 55, but he's 42. He's the same
3: age <laughs> well, he as was, basically. Yeah. No kidding. Look, it's Wally Zerbiak. Oh, there we go. Wally Zerbiak. Mm. Just Boston Boston Celtic legend is that's the way I prefer to think of
2: him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was Sebastian Telfair,
3: He was a he was like a, a very he was a lottery pick, wasn't he Telfair? Oh yeah. 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 Isn't Sebastian yeah.
2: Telfair the the focus po- focal point of uh, of that book that uh, the high school uh, like didn't they wasn't he followed in high school for for a, a
4: that sounds book? right I,
1: yeah I think he's a was. legend legend uh, legend New York, yeah. legend. New York legend, legend high
4: school legend right. And when I do Scoot Henderson stats and like finding out who's the youngest so-and-so to have this many points and assists, because Scoot just celebrated his 20th birthday yesterday. Wow. Um, the answer is like inevitably uh, Sebastian Telfair.
2: Oh, that's interesting. He he
4: interesting. came in a league when he was 19, like Deshaun Stevenson. Yep. Um, and he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Year. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah. Deshaun Stevenson kinda, didn't play very much like in the beginning. No.
3: Here's your uh,
2: back-to-back MVP, Steve Nash. There yeah. he is. There he is. By the way, deserve both those MVPs? Or, yeah. or, or neither. Which one I was trying to remember which one it was.
3: It's like if you go by win shares and stuff like that, he does, right? It's like he he was uh, he was technically the most yeah, valuable. He was a terrific guy.
2: player, right? It's
3: hard. It's hard to look at Shaq's stats from those years and, <laughs> and, and, not, think, think, and if, not think at least think that it's unquestionable that he deserved them, but it's yeah. I think it's less with advanced it's stats, It's not egregious. Tom, Tom, but... can, Tom can weigh in on this, but I, yeah, I what, do you think, what Tom? I have heard is that with the advanced stats, it's less egregious than it. It's way more defensible than it was at the time.
4: Yeah, yeah, because we didn't really have on-court, off-court ratings back then to see what right. he did to the offense when he was on the floor versus off, but single-handedly changed not just the Suns, but the whole NBA with the way that they played with seven seconds or less offense. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it was a cool story, and I got to admit, like the narrative in 2011 with Derrick Rose winning it over LeBron and Dwight Howard, same thing with Steve Nash was, he might've been justified by the advanced stats, but there was so much happening with that team. That was so cool and changed the NBA that it was uh, as much of a, you know, a statistical argument as, um, as a narrative, like like a
2: good narrative. Yeah. Yeah. But we not seen anything like that. Right. But if you were starting a team, would you have rather had Shaq or would you rather had Steve Nash? Well, In they played together for or a little
1: five?
3: bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they did.
2: did. Not, not, at, not at that time they didn't play together.
3: All right, here we yeah. go. We got Rudy Fernandez on, the, sure. on your Blazers. Yeah. Oh, very Blazers nice. legend Rudy Fernandez. Very nice. Uh, star Spanish. rookie. Not the one you want, though. It's B.J. Mullins. Oh, oh yeah. That,
4: yeah. What do you
2: mean not the one you want? Of course that's the one you want.
4: <laughs> not a star. Maybe a rookie. But not <laughs> he, was, a
2: he was a rookie. Star rookie. Ohio <laughs> State? Is that what he, he played? B.J.
3: With? Mullins? Yeah, that State. sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Um oh there's so this this set these upper deck uh cards have something called the immortals and immortals insert um where they they have like old uh, cards of old legends and here's Alex English.
2: Oh. Total immortal. By the way, there's did, at, didn't play long enough uh, I mean I know that was the style of the card but they didn't have to make Alex English black and white. Like he didn't no. he didn't play in the <laughs> 20s, you know, like, like <laughs> he wasn't
3: he wasn't in the Bob Cousy era uh here's steve blake also on the blazers in oh there card. we go
2: there we go um, a little steve I, have blake. A, I
3: have a steve blake story for you yes uh, well uh, only a jason uh, uh, steve blake story so i worked uh at parks and recreation with a, a legendary comedy writer uh named harris whittles who sadly passed away at a very young age mm-hmm. uh, from drug addiction and uh harris was incredibly funny and he used to make outrageous claims uh, in the writer's room all the time he would claim he was he was five six maybe and like a little pudgy and he would claim that he could do in insane things <laughs> with maximum confidence he was the most confident human being <laughs> who's ever lived and he claimed that uh if he he could in a major league baseball game get a hit off of a major league pitcher um oh, right. he claimed that um He claimed that he could act as good as any actor, even though he wasn't really an actor. But one of the things he claimed was that he could, in an NBA game, juke Steve Blake, who at the time was playing for the Lakers, and drive for a layup. And we were like, You cannot juke Steve Blake. Like, Steve Blake is an NBA player. He would, and he was like, No, I could, I could definitely, I would get him with like an up fake and I would just drive right past him. So one day, I was so sick of hearing this that we were at the CBS Radford lot. And I was like, all right, come, we're going to get a basketball. You're going to try to juke me. So, and, and if you can juke me, you will at least have the beginnings of an argument that you could juke Steve Blake. So we we went out and I, I was just, we were just in street clothes and he had the ball. Bo- and I was like, just try to juke me, try to drive past me. I'm six feet tall. I'm 38 years old or whatever at the time. See if you can get past me and uh this will not shock you he could not do it no he, could, no he could not juke me or get past me and he just kept like like he would just dribble around and sort of try to go to his left and i would take one step and then he would back off and he ended up just like flinging three pointers at, at and missing everything and after like 20 minutes of this he was like incredibly winded and tired and sad and i was like i'm not giving up i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna not let you do this and it. He was, uh, at the very end, he, he was like 35 feet away from the basket and and it just threw up a shot, almost like like uh, like baseball Probably. or football-style pass, threw up a three-pointer <laughs> and hit it, and then used that as the argument for why he was right. <laughs> not a juke. Not even
2: close. No, I not love juke, it. No. That's what he would have done to Steve Blake. He just would have made and an overhand six, pass. Three. Oh, yeah. Steve no, Blake is oh, – like, like, and He's an nice. and, and an NBA player? I mean, I don't think that this is a legit he, argument. It, here.
3: it was it wasn't like it was infuriating because everyone knew that he wasn't actually serious. Right. He wouldn't give <laughs> up the bit. So like he like you you it was you were falling into his trap by saying you're an idiot. No way, yeah. no, this is impossible. But but like at one point the the he also so he thought that if he faced ten pitches uh But from major league hitter, he could get a single. That was his argument. Sure, there. sure. Yeah. So at one point, Brandon McCarthy, friend of the podcast, I texted Brandon and was like, "I have this guy in my writers' room who claims he could get a hit off of a off of a, a major league pitcher. Would you come in the off season? Would you come and throw him ten pitches to prove him wrong, and we'll film it?" And he was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. And Harris was like, great. I can't wait. Get him over here. And it was so confident. <laughs> I started to doubt whether I was right. And so I texted Brandon. I was like, I just, 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 so I know. You know like, yeah. 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 Like there's, there's no way that he's going to be able to do this. Right. And Brandon's response was I will throw him one curveball, and he will start crying and run away. And he won't even be able to step in the box. And so we were really excited. We, we had this all set up. We we're going to go to a, a high school field and we were going to have Brandon throw him, you know, it probably like, Whatever, eighty-five mile an hour fastballs, absolutely, and and um, and that was the year that Brandon got hit on the head with the line drive.
2: Oh wow! And
3: at the very end of the season, and so we never got to do it, which is a which is a great regret. That's a shame. Uh, That was probably probably the worst thing that came out of Brandon being hit by the line drive was that we didn't get to do that. That's what he's. I've heard heard him say that. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard him say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, keep going. Here's Michael Beasley. Oh, there you go, Kansas State. This, this is his uh, rookie card, Michael Beasley. There you go. Uh, My story on
4: Michael Beasley is I covered the the Heat while he was with the Heat playing with LeBron. Sure. And every like week or so, I'll get tagged on Instagram because I went on the radio one time, and might might have been hyperbole when I was just you you know what happens you're on a a, a local radio broadcast, someone hears it and then throws it into the the zeitgeist and then suddenly your little radio hit becomes a national story. Right? Sure. I said that Michael Beasley was routinely beating LeBron James in a one-on-one in practice. Wow. And I, and I was like legit watching Michael Beasley and LeBron go at it one-on-one in practice. And Beasley was like handling LeBron. And to this day, I think I'm accurate in saying that he took it to LeBron James in a one-on-one in practice but every week, it comes up in my like people are like this fraud said that Michael Beasley's better than LeBron James, and I'm like, no. I said that he like won a one on one game at in a random 2014 practice. Right. Um, a funny story about Michael Beasley too is one time um, a strength coach was telling me that in Minnesota when he was playing, uh, Michael Beasley was playing in Minnesota. Uh, they were they're in training camp, and they were um, they were doing sprints on the floor. And so everyone, they're just doing suicides or whatever, going up and down. And the coaching staff just like started like looking at each other. Like, do you hear that? And they were like, yeah, what is that sound? And it was like this swishing. It was like this swishing. Like they couldn't figure out what the swishing sound was. Like someone had had like a a pocket full of marbles or something like that in their, in their gym shorts. And it was just like, as they're running up and down the floor, they couldn't figure it out. And they, they stopped the practice and they're like, Hey guys, does someone have something in their pocket? <laughs> and and also, are, who's wearing pockets in in practice? Like, what's going on here? And they're all checking their pockets and they're slapping their thighs. Like, what? No, does someone have keys? No. And Michael Beasley goes, "Oh, it's me. It's me. Uh, sorry about that. I have a um, I have an entire pocket full of Skittles." <laughs> In my pocket, a stash of skittles in my pocket, and the coaching—they're st- like, "Yep, of course, Beasley. Yeah, of course you do. Of course, you has do. a stash of skittles while he's playing basketball in his pocket. Fantastic, so amazing. It reminds Michael me
3: of Beasley. that. Reminds me of that game that Manny Ramirez played in Boston where he forgot that he had a water bottle in his back pocket, <laughs> yeah. <and was> just <laughs> running around out there. He had his phone too, I think. Yeah, right. I, had his I think phone. he had his oh, phone yeah, in absolutely. his pocket. Absolutely, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, all right. Here's Amir Johnson. There's a lot of cards in these packs. Oh yeah, Amir Johnson. Yeah. Jeff yeah, Foster.
4: I saw a in the NBA. Yeah,
3: Jeff Foster. Oh
4: nice. How about mm. him? Pacers great. Little, little J- Pacers Jeff great. Foster. Yep. Southwest great Texas hair, State. I remember. Yeah.
3: Mm. Uh. Oh, Anton Jameson. Oh, there we go. There we UNC, go. UNC. UNC legend Anton Jameson.
4: Softest w- he... hands in the in the sport. I mean, his was he his little traded? In
3: the lane. He was. Was he traded to the? Uh, from the Warriors, or did he... What happened there? He was on... He was uh, drafted by the Warriors, right?
4: by the Warriors, I believe. And then, Went to the Mavericks um, in
3: 03-04 and then to the Wizards. He must have been traded, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. So, Antoine Jameson used to write Fiji on his shoes because he loved Fiji water so sure, much. Sure, of course. And felt like if he wrote Fiji on his shoes, his jumper would be smooth like water. And...
2: How could you I not love it.
4: that? I I you know, like of all the things to write on your shoes, I get it. You want your
2: jumper <laughs> yeah. to be wet and I've feed you on my shoes. I think that's an awesome idea. He averaged 22
3: a game in his last year in Golden State. That's you know He's so a good player. it worked. He's a good player. Rodney Stuckey. Sure. Uh Craig Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, BC yeah. great. That's yeah. a cool, that's a cool photo. Look and at Very cool card the rim there.
2: Yeah, those cards are beautiful.
3: Oh, Jarrett Jack. I remember Jarrett Jack. Oh, yeah.
2: Jared Jack is.
3: Where did Jared Jack go to? To Georgia Tech. Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and then finally, Eduardo Nahara
2: Oh, there we go. He was.
3: He was the first. Was he the first Mexican American player in the league? I, I remember him being like a trailblazer for for Mexican American players. That's right. First or second or something, right?
4: guys i have something here i need to i need to bring to the podcast and of you're course. all right. this, okay in 2008 i took an espn entrance exam um, as a stats researcher i had to i had this test that I, of sports knowledge that i had to complete wow. in like 48 minutes um and it, every section there's a there's it tests one part of sports knowledge that you it's basically a trivia test right Um, But as a sports researcher for ESPN, you have to be able to spot typos and spot errors and be able to clean them up and scrub them before they go to air. So one of the sections was the spelling bee and (laughs) it would give you 10 names and you had to uh, write yes or no next to the name, whether it's spelled correctly. Okay. So I'm going to give you one, I'm going to give you these names and it's, I, I don't know if Maybe you have your hands up and if you feel like, you know, the answer you can get, you can chime in here, but I'm going to give you the names and you can say, I know how to spell that name. Okay. Okay. One of them is Antoine Jameson. And that one's a tricky one because like Dwayne Wade, you got the
2: A W that's the, they're swapped. Yeah. But I did know that for Antoine Jameson.
4: Okay. True or false. This is how you spell Johnny Gomes. J O H N N Y.
2: False. J- G- false. G- o- false. We, R- we already R- know it's false. It's J H. We haven't even baseball. You're good. We'll we'll get baseball. I think. Yeah.
4: Okay. Uh, Jeremy Burnett's. Okay, another baseball one. Yeah, I, think I know the answer. J E R E M Y. No balls. No false. No. Right? Isn't there another? It's an O. It's yep. Jerome Yeah. Okay, Mark Teixeira. Yeah. M A R K. Right. T E I X E I R A. That's right. That's correct. Michael Barrow. M I C H A E L space B A R R O W. I'm guessing
2: it's false because it's probably going to be false, but that sounds right. I don't is, is why it I don't e
3: a l. Is it is it the crazy bad? I don't remember of Michael Barrett? E
0: a
4: l. It's e a l. It is. Yeah. There we go. All right. It's e a l. Okay. We'll give you one more here. Um, Mark Burley. Oh yeah.
2: B U okay. E H R
3: L E yeah
2: B E U H R No wrong B U E H R L E <laughs> amazing, amazing. Oh, I love it. I love so those, it.
4: That was the spelling bee. And uh, if something else comes up in this podcast, I'll give you another
3: one. But yeah, oh, that was, that right.
2: was really fun section of the test. That was awesome. All
3: right. Is Tom going to open a pack here? Well, too? I don't
2: think Tom has any pay. He has old cards from last yeah. year. I have,
4: I have here a Dell Harris card, uh oh, coach please. of the bucks, Dell yes. Harris, who is not going to Indianapolis. He might actually, cause he, um, on the back of this card, it says that Dell Harris Played college basketball at Milligan College in sure. Tennessee.
2: Sure,
1: mm.
4: we all know that. But he's a native of Orleans, Indiana. Wow! So he might be going back to Indianapolis for the All-Star when, game.
2: When when did Dell Harris' hair go gray or white or whatever it is? What There's do you think? There's no photo that does not have. It's in college, hair. right? Like it's like the guy, like seriously, back in college had like gray hair. I think right? it's
3: a Benjamin Button situation. He was just born <laughs> with gray hair.
2: So he's Uh, only good. He's only going to get younger. Scott Skiles. Oh, Scotty
4: Skiles. Wow. Michigan Michigan State. state. There we go. Finished his career at Michigan state with all time records for points, assists, steals and free throw percentage. And here's another stat for you. Scott Skiles with the expansion team, 1989 90 for the Orlando magic. Um, third on the team in three point field goals made with 20
2: <laughs> wasn't wasn't Scotty Skiles like in college especially big time on the behind the back pass like he was like like a like he was going for that whole crazy you know super passer kind of thing going
3: who was on that Michigan State team did they they were uh they, they were, were a final four a, maybe maybe yeah. a final four team yeah, I, I I have vague memories of that Michigan because I'm a Michigan fan and I remember being angry that Michigan State was good. And then they <laughs> they stayed good for a while after that. Like yeah. they were pretty good for, in my memory, at least for like a decade
2: or more. Well, they're still pretty good. I mean, like they're, they're still pretty pre- good. Yeah. They're it's a pretty good program. coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to so, throw a few at you here. Real quick a Scott Skiles story and David
4: Stern just completely undressing him. Um, Scott Skiles, as a coach of the Chicago Bulls, Uh, was in a meeting um, with the the coaches union about the 2007 national TV contract. And David Stern was meeting with the coaches and saying, hey, uh, as part of our new TV deal, we're going to have cameras in the locker room for your halftime speeches. And Scott Skiles raises his hand and he says, "Uh, excuse me, no disrespect, but the locker room is a sacred place. And I don't think we should have cameras taping what we say in the locker room. And David Stern goes, well, let's see here. On one hand, we have $8 billion <laughs> from our broadcast partners. And
2: on the other hand, we have Scott Skiles.
1: <laughs>
2: see, that's what you want a commissioner to do. That's what you yeah. want a commissioner to stand up for the for the game. I just, ugh. Yep. All right. Yep. I Sorry, love it, Scott. Sit here down. we go. Yep. All right. Little Trey Johnson. There you go. Oh, yeah. Little Trey yeah. Johnson there. Yeah. A little uh, Olivier
4: said Prosper. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a great – we got a great two names back-to-back here. If you want to be an NBA player, Trey is a great name. With a TRE. A three. Yep. Yeah. Hit, yeah. You got to get hit the threes and then Prosper. I mean, I think he went probably 10 slots too high in the draft because with a name like Prosper, you got to get that.
2: You got to go. All right, here it is. Victor Wembenyama.
1: Yeah. here we go.
2: We got a Victor Wembenyama card. So – so, Mike, you have like a couple, right? So this is the you you can absolutely get the Victor Wembanyama. Yes, yeah, so if
3: you want, the, if you Ooh. want a Victor Wembanyama prize package, that's available to you. That's
2: available here. Up, uh, Kawhi, little Kawhi Leonard.
3: Great, Kawhi the right. Claw.
4: Yep.
2: Okay, I've got. Here we go. It's a Prism Brilliance card. It's a special Brilliance card. Okay. And it's Anthony Black. So yeah. So yeah. why? Why why is there a brilliance card with Anthony Black on it? Well, he's
4: a great um he's very skilled. He's a big card. Right. Um yep. but it's kind of the BJ Mullins star rookie thing.
2: Yeah, I was gonna just, say, yeah. but that's this year. Like they they are not <laughs> all right, delightful Grady Dick right there. A little little Kansas action for you.
4: Yep, yep, Des- delightful Grady Dick for sure. Yeah. Okay. Desmond
2: Desmond Cambridge Jr. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. That's good. Cam Whitmore,
4: very Mm. very strong player, Uh, literally strong. And um, one of the things about, keep going, keep going. Yeah, we'll keep
2: going. You think of it. Oh, Jimmy Butler, Mike's favorite player. Mike's favorite player, right there. All right, we got like a weird purple chet holmgren it's a weird Chet jet oh.
3: card is that one numbered
2: it is it is not numbered uh mm-hmm. that i can see but it is fun i love chet, chet
3: holmgren man He's chet so holmgren fun. uh with uh, when banyama who we should talk about at some point uh getting all the headlines chet holmgren's out playing him this year right i would say overall
4: well, it's tough. If you put Victor in that system, he's he's an MVP candidate, okay? yeah. yeah. Chet Holmgren when he's surrounded by a great I I know this is sacrilegious to say about Pop, but like surrounded by Mark Dagnall who's an amazing head coach, um for my money the second best in the NBA behind Spo, um Chet Holmgren surrounded by that talent and that style of basketball, if you put Wemby in there, I mean he I swear it would be that guy's an MVP.
2: But uh, Chet yeah, Holmgren's playing really well. I mean, that's he's playing well. There's hundred percent little KJ Evans for you. Oh, here Thank we you. go. We already got Mike's favorite player with Jimmy Butler, Tom's favorite player Chris Paul. Right there. Yep. There's there's some Chris Paul. Also, one of my favorite players of all time. God, I love Chris Paul.
4: Great, great Demon Deacon. Once, um, once saw him outside of a a bar in Winston Salem. There was a townie fight. And I was laughing so hard at these like two drunks who were just going at it outside in the parking lot. And next to me was Chris Paul, who wow. was just like, yep, I'm from here. This happens every, every night. This is, <laughs> Welcome to Winston-Salem, Tom. And I remember after that, he and Justin Gray drove me from that bar. They weren't drinking. Uh, they drove me from that bar. And I remember they had this technology in the car that I could not believe what it was. This is 2006. Um, yep. He had a sidekick phone, like that you could text on it.
2: Oh and wow! It
4: was, the athletes always had the newest like <laughs> gadgets or whatever it How was. How did they
3: get them? That's so weird. It's you know. It's really um, bizarre. Yeah. They just happen they... to have
4: uh, great contacts at Apple or or Nokia, <laughs> you know. Um, and the, and I just remember being like, "What is texting?" And he's just texting away, <laughs> and sure enough. I don't know How, if anyone has a sidekick. Maybe if we have a sidekick somewhere, we can put that into the raffle too. Throw that in. Oh, the absolutely.
2: Yeah, How about a black and white Charles Barkley? Ooh, look at that. Look at that from his Auburn days there. A little, the round of shorts. Look at those, those, those mid-size shorts on those that shorts guy. Shorts are just great. <laughs> I'm pulling that one out too. Somebody might want oh, that. The mound, round rebound out there. playing a little basketball.
4: <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> black and white. We don't have any color TV TVs here.
2: And then yeah, a green, uh, backed Adam Flagler. So uh, I think that's, you know, that's what that is. So, uh, so, but we got it. we got a women yama. I mean, what else do you want?
3: I've I've got a upper deck two thousand nine Chris Paul now, oh. so we can we can add that to the Chris Paul prize package if you're interested in that. Absolutely. New Orleans Hornets Chris Paul there. That's yeah, a, back on the Hornets. Yeah. yeah, here's a Trevor Ariza. It says like fifth year or something. Yeah, that guy. That guy was big, man. He was so much mm. bigger than it seems like I remember of him being almost uh, almost
4: breaking the record that ish smith has which is the most teams in the nba played for ish smith i think is on his 14th team uh trevoriza very close to beating ish smith He's well, been on this is so team.
3: this is a 2009 card he's already at this time he's been in the league five years he has played <laughs> for five teams it's the knicks orlando uh no sorry four teams knicks orlando and then lakers traded he was It goes knicks knicks orlando magic orlando lakers and lakers so in five years he was (laughs) traded three times in the first five years wait who is the
4: who is the ish smith of baseball that played for more teams than anybody oh there's a bunch of those guys
2: mike morgan was one of them right mike morgan but there's a bunch of those guys that played for like 15 teams a bunch of relievers played for like a whole bunch Mm. of different teams Mm. uh kenny lofton played for like 500 teams you know so yeah yeah it's it's a bunch Here's, I've here's always said a, e. Smith is the Kenny Lofton
4: of basketball. Yes.
3: Yeah. No question. Uh, here's Chris Bosh. Look at the hair on Chris Bosh. Back oh, there.
1: look
2: at that.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Michael Finley already uh, a legend at this moment. He's Michael Finley was six, seven.
4: I don't yeah. think I knew yeah. that
3: Michael Finley was six, seven.
4: Feels like he was bigger than that. Uh, M- Michael Finley, one of the legends of, I think probably like, Of the stars that weren't quite known as stars, Michael Finley in another era would probably be uh, a Hall of Famer. He was so good. So good, Michael Finley.
3: Here's an Adrian Danley AD immortal Mm. card. Very nice. Uh, Another star rookie.
4: It's in black and white. I love it. Yep.
3: (laughs) Another star rookie. Not the one we want. It's a Sam Young.
2: Ooh.
3: From uh, Memphis. Yeah, there you go. I don't remember Sam Young. Tell me about Sam, Sam Young, Hyperstroke. Sam, Do you remember anything Sam about Sam Young
4: him? uh was in a Paul George commercial that uh Paul George was making a last second shot in for Gatorade. Like they did a Gatorade um, like, oh, look, if you want to be like Paul George, you gotta you gotta drink Gatorade. So Sam Young was in the commercial with him, passed him the ball, and Paul George at the time was 0 for like 16 on buzzer beaters in his career. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, of all players. <laughs> To show him making a buzzer beater for Gatorade, it's the one who's famously terrible at hitting buzzer beaters.
3: Wow. So Sam Young, Um, actor. This is exciting. It's an autographed card of Shannon Brown.
2: Oh, wow. Look at that. It's
3: autographed. If you're a Laker fan. You a... can get this autographed Shannon Brown <laughs> card. If, you somebody's going to get that big card. Shannon
4: Brown fan. You could get a Shannon Brown autograph. <laughs> card. But you had to go back. You had to zoom out. If you like the Lakers, here you go.
3: Here's Vince Carter. Vince Carter was on a million teams.
4: Vince Carter yeah. was on a million teams.
3: Um, uh and then vince carter
4: blocked me on twitter and he was my favorite player growing up and i still don't know why there's oh,
1: no
3: there's no
4: it's a big vince. mystery and you guys can join the campaign to get me unblocked from vince carter we are
2: going to join the campaign vince
3: if you're listening and i know you are what the hell come on yeah do you think yeah. that when he blocked you he gave alone in his room gave you the it's over throat slash <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he Uh, he
4: dunked over me like frederick weiss in uh
1: in (laughs) team usa yeah and
3: now the last two are eric gordon back on the this is his rookie card eric gordon back on the clippers Mm. uh and and david west on the hornets on your charlotte uh well then new orleans hornets
4: yes two new orleans greats david west and eric gordon yes
2: okay so i'm gonna open i'm gonna switch gears here so uh, I, I think I said that our our one of our uh, wonderful listeners sent in a whole bunch of stuff, and one of the things he sent in was a box of 1989 Upper Deck baseball cards, which is one of the craziest sets uh, out there. It was right; it was the first one. It was it was, think, it was I believe
3: it was the first one. Yeah, it was
2: Upper Deck's first one, so they made all sorts of mistakes, and and there's all sorts of craziness with it. Uh, but it also has the uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, of great value. and uh, But it's also got like what? It's got like a Dale Murphy um, error card that I think he's hitting left-handed instead of right-handed. And it's got a oh. Gary Sheffield rookie card. There's like a bunch of – there are other rookie cards too in 89. So I'm going to uh, go through this pack right here. Uh, I've been opening a few, but I'm just opening up here a new pack. Uh, We'll start off with. Uh, by the way, here we go. Quiz time for Tom. How do you spell Dale Swaim?
4: S B E U M. So close. Correct.
2: No. Oh, yes, it is what? correct. Of course, it is. Look at that, <laughs> Dale Swaim. Oh, the the man. The man is still great. Bob Walk was he Bob- the, like the third base coach for the Red Sox at one point, Dale Swain? He was indeed. Yes, he was. Yeah, Bob Walk, one of the one of the great baseball names for a pitcher. Do you think Bob Walk? I think the Terrible best name.
3: possible name for a for yeah. a for a pitcher <laughs> for that you could possibly Bo- have, Bob Bo- Walk. Balk.
4: Okay, uh, <laughs> just I'm just gonna just say this. Like Push them together. Hey, we call it Bob Walk. We're gonna call him
2: Balk. Here. I
3: think actually, I'm gonna say that Wob Balk would be a better name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, we got this uh this little Chicago White Sox uh, team card with uh, the painting of Harold Baines on it, but we also have the Ken Griffey Jr. Right Whoa, here. Griffey got it! No <laughs> way! <laughs> Look at that! You got the Griffey and Griffey Jr. rookie oh card. My God. It is number one, by the way. It is literally yeah. the number one card on there so that is now look i don't know that this be careful I, with that you know yeah i'm gonna be hands, careful the corners need. you can see it's pristine. not it, what do you think about it? it's like it's, it's
3: not, slightly off center or slightly in the parlance of the grading system but it looks the corners look very sharp The
2: corners are sharp everything it's clear it's the photos clear look this is this is of great value so so we've got a ken griffey jr card i'm going to put it there we are uh, finding
4: a cure for ALS because of the thing you just grabbed right there. Right, right there. That card. Right
2: there. That, that is, that that is, is going to be the key. Yep. And Griffey Jr. All right. We got Will Clark. Mm. Did you love Will Clark growing up, Tom?
4: That's my grandfather's name. Yeah. <laughs> well, it that's is. why. My, my mother's maiden name is Clark, and he's Bill Clark. My middle name is William because of Will, uh, my, my grandfather. So oh, shouts to Will Clark.
2: That's delightful. Yeah. A little Jack Howell. Not really a whole lot to say about that, but a lot to say about this guy, Goose Gosage. Look at look at Goose and what is he, what has he got? He's got he got that humongous mustache going right now. It's like it's just this huge, huge, huge mustache. By the way, would you say that that uh, Goose Gossage is the bitterest old man in the hall of fame is like like does he have Uh, jack morris
3: jack morris i think
2: but jack morris doesn't get into the news quite as often Mm. being bitter old man as goose gossage does
3: there's a like, few of them. I I, I don't I don't, I think it might be uh, under <laughs> the, the bitterness level of old man. But that. I just
2: love he like every so often he'll just be like, "Yeah, Mariano Rivera stinks," you know, just like just he'll throw <laughs> yeah. he'll just throw that out there. Until All he had grade. is one pitch. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, come up with a second pitch, why don't you? Yeah, Joe McGrain. I thought Joe McGrain was going to be a great pitcher. That did I not. Did too. That did not work out the way that I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, how about this Jose Canseco card right there? That's Ooh, he was an eighty-eight. He was the MVP. This is his MVP card. A so,
3: a, a, uh, a surprisingly svelte Jose, Jose
4: Canseco.
1: Uh, I think
4: I went. I went to the game. It's either the game that the ball hit him in the head and then bounced over. You were there. It's either that one or the one he pitched at Fenway. I went to one of, I can't remember. Well, though, exactly that was, It was off.
2: at Fenway, it was in Cleveland. The, okay, uh, Fenway, so I went yeah. to the
4: one where he hit the head and then fell. No, off. no, the one that he
2: hit the head is, is against Cleveland. So. Uh, oh, I saw him pitch then. You I saw him pitch, yeah.
4: my childhood which one it and was. And he like but ruined
3: then. his arm and was out for the rest of the season.
4: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> which, that's wild. Is, which is so so wonderful because well, he's on go. so many steroids. His arm just like fell off of his body when he <laughs> threw a ball. Yes,
2: there was a moment in my life where I literally thought my retirement fund was going to be paid for by all the Corey Schneider rookie cards that I had collected. <laughs> yeah. I was so certain, so certain that guy was going to be a great pitcher. Here's Bobby Benia. So one of our one of our listeners has said what he wants his prize package to be. Is yeah. for us to send him one Bobby Bonilla card every year for the rest of like for until until twenty thirty four or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's an amazing. I hope that person wins. I hope that person wins. Yeah, that is such a good one. All right, so that's uh, oh here we go. I do have a I do have an Eric Davis card, uh, just because mm. he's he's the coolest uh, Eric Davis card. So I'm going to keep opening these, and uh, we're going to try for another. Uh, uh Griffey. for another another all Griffey. Right. i mean i got a I'm lot also, of left
3: i'm also switching and i'm now going to open a pack of 2003 upper deck glass now the 2003 set i think we can all uh immediately yes. to, uh realize Darko is the... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there's there could be lebron rookies in here people this uh, could there's... be so there could by literally... the way, the the Griffey Junior card. I just looked it up. A, a PSA nine Griffey Junior upper deck rookie is like a is like a two hundred and fifty to five hundred dollar. Yeah, situation. no, this
2: is yeah. And by the way, I mean the corners like look great on it. So so I'm gonna keep opening and I'll give you highlights as we uh, as as All you come know, right. but, but I'm very excited Let's to see, see this 2003. What is a 2003 glass LeBron like? What is what is that value? Uh, proposition. I, you know, I'm going to
4: look that up while Mike is opening. 2003. Right.
3: Upper Deck Glass. There's a bunch of Upper Deck sets, so you want to look Upper Deck Glass, LeBron James okay. is what we're looking for. Any LeBron rookie is 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 you know, of value, yes. Is of great value, yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, there is a uh, eBay for $5,000 and $16,000 of the 2003-04 rookie LeBron, and that's and the, the thing... Is it is it an 4 or an 3 that's mm. but it's thousands of dollars if we can put, pull a, a yeah it, this, it,
3: I mean it's it, it is his rookie card this is his rookie card
2: so. you will be pulling a it's a lottery ticket you could be pulling a lottery yeah. ticket but here's the thing we've we said all cards are there somebody will get that card if you pull yeah. it somebody gets that card
3: that's right all right we start with Sharif Abdul Rahim <laughs> Mm. These are. This is a nice set. Look too. I like that. I is like a beautiful set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Mike Bibby. Champion. Oh, Mike. College Bibby. champion.
4: Yes. Who is Yoke right now? He is jacked. Have you seen
3: recently? He's the Mike strongest Bibby? man in the world, Mike <laughs> Bibby. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, look at this. This is cool. Here's a. It's a Kenyon Martin card. It's numbered. It's 251 out of 350, and it's got a. Uh. It's a jersey patch card. Wow. That's very cool.
1: Wow.
4: Yeah.
2: I love oh. that card. Cincinnati's
4: finest.
2: Yeah. Cincinnati finest under uh, under the 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 delight that was Bob uh, Huggins. Yeah. Um,
3: by the way, I didn't mention this, but when we were opening um, cards last time, Joe, you know, sometimes if there's like an autograph card, you don't get the actual card because they haven't gotten the athlete to autograph them yet. Right. And I got a, a an insert in one of the packs that said, um, "You know, let me try to find it here." It says, uh, "Oh yeah, it's right here." It says, congratulations, you are due to receive a Japanese version of the Ichiro Suzuki rookie card from 2001 Bowman Chrome Baseball. What? Like, yeah, and and unfortunately, uh, the redemption expired on June 30th, 2003.
4: <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but, send that in. Get yourself that, that card. I,
3: I tried. Believe me, I went to the <laughs> site and tried. But it's like a $1,000 card. This, oh, year. wow. That's a bummer. Um, that is all right, such a that, bummer now i've got ooh latrell here's latrell spreewell oh there That's you go cool card too these that are is cool really i nice like card. this and rip hamilton
1: yeah. oh That's look at
3: that pack. there's a little
4: connecticut it for it you says rip not richard It says no rip. it says richard it says okay. it says richard yeah
3: right. sadly it, says, it should say rip. rip but it says richard um there's only four cards in that pack or five cards in that pack so okay we well i'm just, opening
2: uh i'm opening cards as we go and give you some of the highlights um and uh so we got a daryl strawberry i think that's oh, yeah. a, definitely a highlight right there but not nearly as big a highlight as mike's favorite announcer rex hudler hey little, the little, wonder dog <laughs> <little> wonder dog <laughs> little wonder dog for you there that's exciting and then uh oh here we got a little john smoltz Smoltsy. so yeah is this a smoltz rookie this might be a smoltz rookie card
3: this is a hey, remember real. Remember that era uh, when he
4: played for the Red Sox. He was like a, the reliever for the Red Sox for a
2: bit. Uh, was, this is a real uh,
3: announcer heavy pack.
2: Yeah, but is that is that a John Smoltz rookie card? That might that that is that eighty hmm. nine. Is that that's got to be close? How many
3: years are listed on the back of his? Just, uh, just he he yeah.
2: called up to the Braves in eighty eight. So
3: I guess that right, is the rookie card.
2: John Smoltz rookie card. There's probably it's probably worth something. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have. Uh, Tom, look that up, whether or not that's uh, that's worth anything. By the way, I should add, uh, before I mention some other exciting thing I just drew, uh, we have uh, these little stickers come with there. They're just, they're little team stickers. The hologram, yeah. They're hologram team stickers. And it's funny because on the box, it says at least one per thing. And several of these, they put <laughs> two and even three in there. It just, they're just literally just like, we don't care. And by the way, some as I open these cards, uh some packs have like multiple of the same card in there. I mean, it's not the the best, but I just pulled uh I just pulled two things that I think are really cool. I pulled this Kansas City Royals checklist, which has George Brett uh drawing. It's a very, very cool little card. Big ALS supporter, by the way. Big yeah. ALS supporter, that's right. In fact, he used to run a um uh, a golf tournament in town uh, that was, that was for ALS for his friend who who had died of ALS. And, and I just, I say this without bragging, I took over that tournament. Like, like the next year I was, it was, could we made it the Joe McGuff tournament? Joe McGuff yeah. was a great writer for the Kansas city star uh, who, who suffered with from ALS and I took it over for him in his honor. And, and uh, we did a bunch of cool things and raised a lot of money. It was very fun. I have an
4: update here, Joe. We've got a uh, John Smoltz rookie card, upper deck. That is confirmed that that is the one you're holding wow. there. Okay. It is the, is the upper deck 1989 uh, rookie card. And it's going for uh, 140 to 160 See, That's what I'm saying.
2: But I, I, I I'm, you know, opening these packs and I should tell you, I just pulled another Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie no. card. Oh my God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we got two Ken Griffey Jr. This one, I, I can't tell if this one... This one also is all a little off-center. Slightly off-center,
3: off center. Slightly off center, Slightly off again, center looks, looks pretty
2: sharp. Looks sharp and beautiful. So two. <laughs> I've still got boxes. I've still got cards to open. Two Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards in this box. So
3: Fantastic.
2: That's pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic.
3: All right. In my Upper Deck Glass 2003 set, I pulled... Uh, this is Nene. This is Nene's rookie card. Yeah.
2: There we go. Brazil. There we go. Uh, Brazil's have, finest, yep.
3: I have another Steve Nash. So now there's a Steve Nash prize package that's being I, built.
2: I think that, by the way, this is a hint to us that one of our code words should be Steve Nash. Don't, oh, you, think Steve, don't yeah. you think Steve Nash should be one of our codes? And then, Tom, um, think about it over the next couple of minutes. We're not going to mention again that Steve Nash is a code. That's the last time we're going to mention that. But we do two code words, two code names or whatever it is. So you tell us what the next code name, when it hits you, when the moment is right and it hits you, you tell us what our other code name is.
3: Here's Ray Allen Ugh. back on the uh, back on the Sonics.
4: Wow, mm.
2: wow! Yeah, bring back the Sonics,
3: right? Bring back the Sonics, and also this is very cool. Here's a Garnett. Wow, Ricky, that's beautiful. Ninety nine, but that's a cool card. Look at that.
1: That's
2: a
3: beautiful card. Mm. These I like this upper deck glass set. This is the that a, is a really a, really, really nice handsome, set. Handsome cards. I'm gonna open one more pack
2: of them. What do you uh, think the code of? Word what do you the think?
4: Second- the second code word is
2: going to be balk okay oh
4: there balk a l k balk
2: balk yeah yep. but you know what we never make it that easy on our on our people the second code word is going to be wob balk that's yes. what it's going to be it's gonna balk wob balk and you yep. figure figured out how to spell it so you now have our code words and uh if you enter i mean now we're talking about some really i mean you're going to get a whole bunch of goofy stuff but like you're gonna get some valuable cards. We just we have some valuable cards. Mike, didn't you have a didn't you have a full appreciation for Bob Nepper? Wasn't Bob Nepper one of your favorites? I loved
3: Bob Nepper because I was a fan of those mid '80s. Uh, <laughs> I know, Astros. I
2: know. That's why I yeah. thought I Bob thought you were Bob a big Nepper. Bob Nepper guy. Yep,
3: I'm a Bob Nepper guy confirmed.
2: <laughs> Here's Mike Schmidt. Here's really cool. This is Mike Schmidt getting interviewed. What does he look happy to be? That's the yeah,
3: mo- that's the, the moment that he decided to retire midseason. That's what that, that's what that interview is. <laughs>
2: oh, we've talked about him the other day. Mark Grace. Just did you oh, not I'll just love bad. Mark Grace? Just yeah. so good. What a, what a hitter. Great fielder,
4: right? Great first baseman fielder, right? Like very good. good.
2: Very good. Yeah, and a very solid. smooth stroke. He just didn't hit for power. He didn't hit yeah. for great power. Mm-hmm. Bill James had a great, like uh sort of uh observation that team had ryan sandberg who of course did hit for great power and mark grace who of course didn't but because mark grace was a first baseman and sandberg was a second baseman the cubs would always hit sandberg second and grace third even though like like totally didn't match at all but it was like hey he's a first baseman he's he got it hit by, position. Yeah. by position yeah position, exactly exactly <laughs> All right, we got a little Cecilio Guante. He looks really happy in this picture, I think. I
3: yeah. want to know the person who wins one of these prize packages, and instead of the two Griffey junior rookies,
2: <laughs> chooses the Cecilio <laughs> Guante. Yep. Burt Lyleven. he was still pitching there in 89. Look at look at Bert Hall of Famer. Man, a little that's Hall a of real fame.
4: Gymnastics move there with the leg at a 90 degree angle. I he can't was, do that. He was really good.
1: Uh, Burt
3: Blylevin is like the... It's like um, in The Shining. If you go back and look at a team photo from like the 1907 Cleveland Spiders, like Burt Blylevin will be <laughs> in that team photo. Like there's never been a moment in the last 125 years
2: when he where there wasn't, wasn't Burt Blylevin yeah. somewhere in there. So that's good. I got a little Todd Benzinger action. I think that makes you uh, super happy. Of course. Yeah. yeah Red course. Sox right. legend. Okay. And... uh Let's see. I don't really. Well, I, you know what? See, this is what I'm talking about. There are actually two Todd Benzinger cards in this same pack. Sure. So, yep. so if you I want mean, any, you can't
4: ask for more. We got two Ken Griffey's.
1: <laughs> and and two, Benzinger. two Todd Benzingers.
2: Two Todd Benzingers. I'm. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to roll here, uh, but I don't think we should leave before we talk a little bit about Dan Pasqua.
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's that time. It's that By time the way, You, you,
2: you talk about. <laughs> were you scared as a as a Red Sox fan when the Yankees, uh, like Dan Pasqua, was hitting a bunch of home runs for the Yankees? No
3: that that's the the only period of my life when I haven't been scared of the Yankees. I would refer to as the Dan mm. Pasqua era. Mm. Right. It was like it, it was basically the Matting. It was the. It was right when I. It got was at it the, the, the end season. of Mattingly. Yeah, yeah. It was the eighty. It was the eighty. Four to 94 yankees is like the only time that i didn't have to worry about them and then as soon as uh as soon as jeter showed up it's been a, a nightmare ever since
2: <laughs> okay so uh let's i'm gonna open one more pack and uh, Mike, right, i got you, what do you got i
3: got chris i got chris weber see looking i see web i got tony parker which is oh. this is the second year um going in for a there. left-handed layoff yeah, yeah. it's very young. he came
4: up on my scoot henderson 19 year old point guard you know stats is he was uh, a second round pick or 31st 30th and came in right away for pop which is very unlike pop to like let a 19 year old point guard run his team yeah,
3: yeah. um here's Dirk. yep <laughs>
4: look at dirk,
3: dirk.
2: wow yeah, dribbling how about that and wow. then another
3: yukon legend karan butler
2: when did mm. Dirk start, by the way? I mean, I, I know he's been in the league a, a while 98? at this point. 98, so four or five years yeah. in the league? Yeah. Yeah.
4: His hair is yeah. long at that point. Um, yeah. took him five years. But early early Dirk, it was just a, a normal crew cut in the NBA.
3: Who was it who just said that uh, – oh, it was Jason Kidd said that Luka's better than Dirk. That was the big controversy the other yeah. day. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he did uh, say that, which kind of felt like he didn't need to say that. Like he could have just been like, <laughs> "Hey, he's he he might go down as the best map He reminds me
3: of Dirk or he's in the he's like if he keeps this up, he'll be in that class or whatever. Yeah, it was a I don't Okay, know. Dirk played with
4: Luca. Isn't that crazy? Dirk that, held on long enough so he to, could to, have to actually play one with, yeah. with Luca.
3: I did yeah. not Are, know that. That's wild.
2: That is wild. All right, I got a, a quick update. I have got a delightful Roger Clemens card that I know Mike is Roger, dying to have. Little Roger Clemens. Roger. But I read. I only bring this up because I just pulled a third Ken Griffey Jr. No. Oh my oh, god. god. <laughs> what is
1: going on?
2: That's amazing. What? And this it's, one's also a little bit, just a tiny bit off center. I think they're maybe all that's, almost exact maybe that's maybe, center. Maybe, maybe that is center for this card. Yeah, maybe that's the way the card is supposed to be. What, what is going on? That is the crazy triple thing. Ken Griffey, <laughs> triple Ken Griffey Jr. in like in like four total packs.
3: <laughs> like it's not like we've opened ten thousand of these things.
2: Well, I'm opening a few on the side here, but yeah, that is uh, in one box. We've opened three Ken Griffey Jr. cards and a Paul Zavella. I mean, if you could get Ken Griffey Jr. and Paul Zavella, I'll tell you what, Civella. handsome he
4: is. Wow. Yeah. Well, Paul Zavella, is a what, good-looking
3: man. If you if you win the lottery and you choose the Ken Griffey Jr. card, we'll throw in the Paul Zavella and we'll throw in both Todd
2: Benzingers. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to throw those in whether you want them or not. Actually, everything is going to go. But yeah, now if you enter this contest, there's a pretty good chance, even if you're not the first person, you're going to get a Ken you Griffey get Jr. A Scott a rookie card.
4: card, yeah, and a
2: Scott Skiles card, and an Eric <laughs> Wimanyama. I mean, we've we've pulled some pretty. Uh, and the John Smoltz rookie, which uh, which uh, Tom found was of some value, so For that's sure. pretty exciting.
3: Here's a Tim Duncan. Oh uh, man! What a what a cool! These, I love this set, man. Also, Shane Battier, Shane Battier, the original analytics darling, the original in yeah. my no memory, stats, at least, the, all-star, no um, stats all star, no stats all star by yeah. Michael
4: Lewis in New York Times, Mister No Stats All Star, Shane Battier. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
3: Bill well, Simmons, I, I remember said he'd
4: a rook a a jeopardy a sports jeopardy um with just athletes i think i might go shane baddie at number one pick really yeah he's very into jeopardy he claims that he could beat any nba player in jeopardy uh challenged and then mario chalmers in the corner of the locker room was like yeah he ain't winning shit i'd beat you shane and i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna take i'm gonna take shane here
2: you you're, you're going to pick Battier over Mario Chalmers? Is that what you're
4: telling uh, yeah, me? Yep, I know. No one will do it. I will do it. I That's... will say Shane Badie would win in a Jeopardy
2: competition over Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Shout out to Mario Chalmers. That is crazy. All right, well, you know what? We better uh we better call it a a podcast here. Um, Tom, you, I'm you're gonna, the best. I'm going to
3: open I'm going to open one more pack and just see if I can pull a, a LeBron rookie while we're. If we you wrap pull a LeBron
2: rookie while we're while we're doing it? We'll we'll get that in. Tom, this is the greatest. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. I, I know that uh, you know that that this uh, working with ALS obviously is very, very close to your heart. So I know that this is this is actually the only meaningful thing we do on the podcast, but it is uh, I know it's very meaningful to you.
4: Yeah. You know what? Dave Roberts, to me, that goes number one. And then, you know, saving the world from this horrible disease. (laughs) ALS is right there, right behind (laughs) him at the number two slot in the batting order. So thank you for doing this. Um, Boosh Shambi does an amazing job with Project Main Street and it helps people with ALS, um, with financial aid because, uh, ALS, you have to get wheelchairs ADA accessible for your house. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's it's a nightmare for families because a lot of this isn't picked up by healthcare. Um, and so you have to pay out of pocket to make your house ADA compliant and basically move around your house with a wheelchair or just take a shower. All these very basic humane things that that people with ALS have to deal with. Project Main Street alleviates a lot of the financial pressure for people who are dealing with ALS and ALS does not just hit the person it hits the family too sure. so it is a huge huge help that you all are doing this so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and I know that my mom upstairs is pulling the strings so that we get Ken Griffey's <laughs> car she is the Scott reason Skiles. she's doing an amazing job <laughs> uh, so thank you mom for doing that and uh thank you guys for for inviting me on it's been an absolute pleasure and we I can't wait to do this again
2: oh it's the blast it's a blast all right mike got us an update
3: uh no no uh lebron i did get a rashid Wallace. Rashid well that's, oh, that's the same that's the every time every time i see him all i can hear is is um bill walton saying where's rashid wallace because <laughs> he used to like be very critical of rashid wallace disappearing in big games and then uh and a Pau gasol Oh, That's there a, we go. Way, way back on the in the Grizzlies era. In the Grizzlies the pre, era of the pre wow. Kobe Vancouver's era.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: It was
4: traded. Uh his brother got in a trade with Pal Gasol. How about that?
3: Brothers in the same trade. That's the Lakers, wild. I didn't know that. The, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: That's wild. Well we're, right, well, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep opening these cards. We'll give updates next time if we yeah, if we'll we give find them. any if we find any of these really special ones, we're gonna put them into the. They're gonna mix. go in. The, we're yeah.
2: all of this is going into the pile. So this is awesome. So, Tom, thank you. Mike, as always, thank you.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: p p p p p p p p p pausecast